0: Thank <laughs> you. is moving upon his people and he is raising up a generation that is prepared for power that
1: will touch this world.
0: They lived amongst the ruins, they were the last human force. The remnant that refused to serve the robot Trojan horse. Forced to migrate underground, avoiding drones and scans. To navigate the darkness and get birth without implants. The time we knew was coming, the breaking of the seals. Unfolding right before our rise, the Antichrist revealed. Technology advanced beyond the scope of human hands. Attached itself inside the soul of man and took command. But those who saw it coming were the fragment that remained. Avoiding the enslavement and the merging of all brains. They were forced below the surface in the darkness of the caves Inside the belly of the beast to carry on the flame Like relics from the past, they were progenitors of truth No human leader but the word of God to show them through But they counted themselves worthy to suffer for his name A blessing to be living and rejoicing through the pain They were born to be survivors, predestined for that time Protected and preserved to be a witness to the blind Like those who came before this, the Daniels and the Jonas The Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo's were in the furnace like Noah in the flood, they were preserved inside the ark. A chosen few remained and were uniquely set apart. The world turned all against him, yet their mission still remained. They lived, he stayed alive in Christ and knew to die was gain. They have been in the wilderness, they have been in the caves, they have been in obscurity, they have been behind the scenes. No one has known their name. No one even recognized them, but they have been recognized by heaven because they have been seeking the face of the Father and calling on God. Behind the scenes Heaven knows their name And hell knows the name Now it's all a distant memory Before the singularity Long before technology Invaded our biology Like history repeating It was written to unfold These mysteries are leading To the oldest story told They built upon the tower Until Babylon gave birth Attempting to be gods By making flesh and iron merge Although we saw it coming We didn't know it was so near Some tried to look away To ignore their deepest fears But with these passing. Moment it enveloped every mind through comfort and convenience and extending human lives, expanding information too, explosive to contain beyond the scope and understanding of our tiny brains. It soon became the norm to transform the human form. The brewing of a coming storm we've never seen before. The day we started customizing children by design and modifying DNA to make ourselves divine. First, the powerful elitist so begin to get implants. The rich and famous followed suit to be the most advanced. They thought themselves enlightened so much wiser and evolved most didn't know the root of all this evil was involved uploaded all their minds inside an AI quantum hive made in the image of a man a beast now come alive they relinquished all control and put their trust in the machine extinguished any chance the souls could ever be redeemed and God is bringing them out to the forefront in this time to change the course of history and change a generation and bring a revolution of revival one day, this last generation will step right into heaven.
2: You are now listening to the place for unfiltered, no-holds-barred truth from the Word of God, The Remnant Report. I am your host, the Remnant Warrior. Here, you will learn what's really going on in this world we live in, as well as what you can do about it. Make no mistake, friends. We are right in the middle of a war for no less than your very souls. The enemy has spies everywhere and will certainly use every weapon that he has because he knows that his time is short. From the very beginning, God declared his end. From on Calvary's tree, we find forgiveness of our sin. So he who hath an ear, let him hear. Open your eyes, so now you can see. The King is coming in the clouds with ten thousand of his holy ones. To save the righteous, judge the wicked, and slay the prophet and the beast. So now, let's get this program started. Hello, dear brothers and sisters, and welcome once again to another edition of the Remnant Report. I am your host, the Remnant Warrior, and... As always, I am very, very blessed and happy to be able to be here with you all tonight. Uh, We got started just a few minutes early tonight, which (laughs) is um, definitely a a change. I'm usually a few minutes late, but um, I wanted to do my best to uh, get started early tonight if you will bear with me. I am going to uh, try to uh, let everyone know that uh, we are live because this is only the second week that we have not been doing the Remnant Report on uh, Facebook as well as YouTube, so people are not used to it. And I just want to uh, put a quick message letting everyone know that we are live, and then we will get started with tonight's program, and tonight, if you did not see the title, to be, um, picking up right where we left off last week, and, um, The title of tonight's program is The New Covenant Part 2 The End Times Revenge of the Synagogue of Satan. And, you know, don't let, um, don't let tonight's, if you didn't see last week's program, don't let the, uh, the title fool you in in any kind of way um, tonight's program is um uh, it's actually going to be a a very very good one it may make um, some people angry I'm sure last week's did but the truth often has that effect unfortunately um, I wish it were you know otherwise but It's not, and um, I, since last week's program, and before, long before last week's program, I have been accused of being an anti Semite and uh, all sorts of things, worse names than that. But if you have uh, paid attention, To and and watch the Remnant Report for any length of time, even if you just started last week, even if you just start this week, if you actually listen to the entire program and uh, you listen to everything that I have to say, you will see... That everything that I say, I will back up with the word of God. And I am speaking the truth. It may go against what you have always believed. It may go against what you have been taught. It may hurt your feelings. But that's not going to change it from being true. And with That being said, we are going to jump into tonight's program. Like I said, we are going to be picking up where we left off last week. So I would like to, uh, for those who didn't see last week's program, and for those who did, I want to go over what we talked about last week. Last week we played an audio, just a short clip of an audio uh, from David Bersow on... um, The view of the anti-Nicene church, the early church, on who Israel is, on the Israel of God and Israel itself as far as the Jewish people in the New Covenant, and, um, you know, last week we... uh, we learned that if, and this is very, very true, if you just take a a walk into any Christian bookstore, or you um, you go into any major bookstore into the uh, the Christian section, especially if you're looking at prophecy books that have you will you will find that, that most of them. Um, have to do with, if you just glance through the selections, you'll see that countless, countless books all are about Israel. They all have to do with Israel, the uh, nation itself, and give me just a second. Sorry about that. I didn't want that to fall over. But you'll see that all of these books have to do with Israel themselves. I mean, the, the nation is who I'm talking about. And they these books will all use various Old Testament prophecies to describe in great detail how the modern country, the the geopolitical nation in Israel, uh, has fulfilled these prophecies. And we went to the early church fathers and heard what they had to say about what they believed and what they taught in the Anti Nicene Church about Israel, as well as what the Word of God said. And this week, we are going to be picking up right where we left off the, the program. I named the program last week, um, the New Covenant Change in the election and the revenge of the synagogue of satan in the end times well i wasn't able to get to the synagogue of satan the revenge of the synagogue of satan part so i broke it into two different uh two different episodes is the only way i was able to to cover it all so tonight we are going to be looking at the revenge of the synagogue of satan now first of all the synagogue of satan what is the synagogue of satan well the synagogue of satan is talked about we first see it mentioned in scripture in the book of revelation make sure yeah wanted to make sure i had my mic on didn't want any problems with my mic but we first see uh the um book of i mean the synagogue of satan mentioned in the book of revelation and it is jesus christ himself who is talking about the synagogue of satan and jesus says in revelation uh first the the very first passage and the first church that he is talking to when he mentions the synagogue of satan is the church of smyrna and it is revelation chapter 2 starting in verse 8 and it says and this is our lord speaking he says and unto the angel of the church in smyrna write these things saith the first and the last which was dead and is alive i know thy works and tribulation and poverty But thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. And then, in another passage, in Revelation chapter 3, speaking unto the church of Philadelphia, Jesus says, And unto the angel of the church, and this is Revelation 3, starting in verse 7. He says, And unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews, and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Now, who was Jesus speaking of here? Well, if you watched last week's program... You found out that in the New Covenant, when Jesus Christ was born of a virgin on this earth, when he came as the Son of God and came in his first incarnation on this earth, And then died on the cross, even before he died on the cross, during his ministry, his entire ministry was to the Jewish people. The gospel, which is the gospel of the kingdom, was to be preached to the Jew first and then the Gentile. During... Jesus's earthly ministry, because Jesus, in fact, was God. He had the Holy Spirit without measure. He therefore knew that, unfortunately, as much as he loved the Jewish people, because Jesus, in his Uh, earthly form, his human form as 100% man and 100% God, he loved the Jewish people. He was a Jew. And in his godly form, we know that in the Old Testament, Jesus um, and God, they are are one in the same. We know that Jesus is begotten of the Father. Begotten just means... comes from he is a part of the father well we know that the old covenant was made it was a marriage covenant that was sealed and signed and created at Mount Sinai between God and the Israelite people we know that under Old Testament law which is the law of God, that divorce is permittable. And the way that divorce is only okay for the man to divorce his wife if and only if there is adultery involved. Well, Israel... In the Old Testament was the wife, God the Father was the husband. They were adulterous, both the nation of Israel and the nation of Judah, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. After King David, um, actually uh, it was after King Solomon, the uh nation of Israel was split into two kingdoms, the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom, Israel and Judah. And Israel was always the most blasphemous and the most idolatrous. And they were completely divorced and not just sent into captivity and slavery the way that the Uh, kingdom of Judah eventually was when they were sent to Babylon, but they were literally scattered abroad among the nations for just how adulterous and idolatrous they were. In the Old Testament, there are a lot of prophecies that prophesy about The Jewish people, or Israel, coming back into the land. Of them uh, inheriting uh, their promised land again. Them coming back into their land. And all of these prophecies, all of them, were written before... The Babylonian captivity, or during the Babylonian captivity, and they all had to do with Israel, which was actually the the nation, the kingdom of Judah, coming back into the land after they came out of Babylon. Every one of the Old Testament prophecies about the n- coming back into the land and inheriting the land again, it was every single one of them written about coming back into Israel after the Babylonian captivity. So, all of these prophecies that talk about a new nation of Israel, a, uh, Israel becoming a nation again, they were talking about them coming back into Israel after the Babylonian captivity. But, in dispensationalism and Christian Zionism, as well as in political Zionism and Orthodox Judaism, these Old Testament prophecies are, are seen as being fulfilled in the modern day Jewish state of Israel, which was established in 1948. and. We are going to see today just how wrong the dispensationalists are, and just how wrong the Christian Zionist and the political Zionist and the synagogue of Satan themselves, the Orthodox. Uh, Judaism, the Orthodox Jewish people, and unfortunately, all of Orthodox Judaism is a part of the synagogue of Satan. The reason for that is not because God no longer loves them. As we saw last week, Jesus Christ came to establish a new covenant just as was foretold in the book of Jeremiah, with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, the new covenant was ex- with the exact same
1: uh,
2: kingdom, nation, however you want to put it, as the old covenant. But in the new covenant, Israel itself changed. And the way that it changed was from a physical nation, a physical people, to a spiritual people. This is compl- I mean, this is so well documented in scripture, you literally have to ignore the majority of New Testament texts to come up with and to go along with and to believe these lies that are taught by orthodox judaism zionism christian zionism as well as dispensationalism and i want to uh take a minute to uh say hello to everyone watching um matthew i see you brother um I uh, had just a brief amount of time to uh, share the program earlier so if you um, if you can, will you share uh, this on Facebook because um, I don't I don't uh, stream live to Facebook anymore. I, I only stream live to YouTube and then afterwards I Upload the audio to the podcast, and I upload the video to, um, two other platforms, uh, one being Rumble and one being one that I can't mention here on YouTube, uh, but, um, regardless, if you'll do that for me, I will really appreciate it, but we are going to, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna be watching, um, uh, video clip tonight. It's actually a, a couple of video clips that I uh, edited together, and we are going to see exactly in these video clips. We're going to see three things. The first part of the video is about the synagogue of Satan itself, this, the second part of the video is about um Christian Zionism and all of the and, well it doesn't go into all of them but the faults within Christian Zionism and the last part of the video is an actual sacrifice that is being performed In Israel and it's not the one that the majority of you have seen that is the Gentile sacrifice that was done last year um, on the Temple Mount by uh, the um, the one where the uh, Jewish people were not allowed to get involved no this is actual um, Orthodox Jews Doing exactly what was done in Jesus' day after his crucifixion and resurrection when they continued to make these sacrifices. Which is the overspreading of abominations. It is an abomination to the Lord to sacrifice an animal for sins when Jesus Christ was the ultimate Sacrificial lamb, and that is what we are going to see at the very last part of this video clip. These video clips that we're going to be watching, but before we watch the video clips, I want to go really quick to the book of Daniel and I want to read something really quick because um, dispensationalism, which is one of the biggest ways that the synagogue of Satan, which is a device of the devil himself, is used to uh, infiltrate and destroy the Israel of God from the inside. You see, that there's nothing new under the sun, and the same way... That the enemy used the Canaanites and the other surrounding um, idolatrous nations like Tyre and Sidon and Babylon and Assyria and Egypt. All of these um, nations that worship the little G gods of the Gentiles the same way that. Satan used these people to infiltrate the land of Israel to get them to start uh, doing exactly what God warned them not to do, which was to take on the practices of the heathen and to worship him the same way that um, these people worship their gods, and then go farther than that, which was to actually worship their gods. The same way that Satan used these physical people to destroy the physical nation of Israel from the inside is the exact same way that Satan has used the synagogue of Satan to infiltrate the spirit, the spiritual kingdom of Israel, the the Israel of God. It started uh, back in the fourth century with the merging of the two kingdoms, where the um, Israel of God, the kingdom of God started getting relaxed and complacent and started, you know, uh, merging and mixing with the world. That is really where it began. And once the world started to come into the, uh, church or the kingdom of God, little by little, it was destroyed from the inside. And In the Reformation, we see that people like John Calvin and people like Martin Luther, they did some good things like bring the the scriptures back to the people. And they did away with a lot of the, the idolatry that came with Roman Catholicism, but Satan used them as well because they never learned what the Anti Nicene and the Apostolic Church knew, which was that there are two kingdoms, that in order to be a part of the Israel of God, you have to be separate from the world. And so when the mid-1800s, when John Darby came and introduced his doctrine of dispensationalism into the church, that and the church accepted it, that was another form of The devil using the things of the world or the synagogue of Satan because dispensationalism is exactly like the Canaanites and the Assyrians and, um, you know, the other surrounding nations infiltrating the physical land of Israel and corrupting them from the inside because dispensationalism along with Christian Zionism literally teaches the Israel of God to be like the synagogue of Satan and more than that to uplift the synagogue of Satan but really quick I want to read Daniel 9 because Daniel chapter 9 is (laughs) One of the key Old Testament passages that dispensationalists used, or are still used, to this day it's used to, uh, you know, to promote their doctrine of dispensationalism and the 70 weeks prophecy, the 70th week of Daniel prophecy. So I want to look at that really quick before we play the video clips, and it it says here starting in um, let's see starting in verse uh, starting in verse twenty four it says. And this is Daniel chapter 9, starting in verse 24. It says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins. So, what is the 70 weeks for? It is, they are, first off, they are determined upon thy people to. "...and upon the holy city, Jerusalem, to finish the transgression, and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most Holy." Not to anoint the holy, but to anoint the most holy. Okay. Verse 25 says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The streets shall be built again And the wall, even in troublous times, and after threescore and two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. And he shall confirm... Now listen, verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations... He shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Now, if I read you that, those passages of scripture, or if you read them for yourself, and you had never been taught that uh, this was not talking all about Jesus Christ, and this was not for telling Jesus coming and dying for the sins of the world and making a new covenant, then, you know, that is exactly what I just said that this is telling not about an Antichrist, not about um, the Antichrist standing in the temple pretending to be God or claiming to be God, or even um, Antiochus Epiphanes sacrificing a pig on the altar. No, it had nothing to do with any of that. When it says here that in verse 27 and he shall confirm the covenant this is talking about the new covenant that was already I mean if, and if you go back in Daniel chapter 9 it even talks about Jeremiah um for time's sake I don't want to uh go too far back and read too much of it but I'm just going to read Uh, Starting in verse 2. In the first year of his reign, and it's talking about the first year of the reign of of Darius, and you find that out in in verse 1. But it says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years where the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So... Um, we find out at the beginning of Daniel 9 by Daniel that he was reading what Jeremiah about the 70 years that they would be in um, the Bab- the land of Babylon in captivity but not only that, also, what is, what is uh, prophesied in the rest of Daniel chapter 9. And we'll go back to uh, verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. For the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Now, verse 26 tells us exactly who this is talking about it says and he shall confirm the covenant right verse 27 says and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week all right who is he we'll go back to verse 26 verse 26 tells us and after 3 score and 2 weeks shall messiah be cut off but not for himself and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary And the end thereof shall be with the flood, and unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Well, unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. The war is the war that took place in 70 AD, when the temple was destroyed. After Messiah was cut off, when Jesus Christ, the one who came and confirmed the new covenant, just as was foretold in Jeremiah, when he was cut off, which means crucified, and then he and he was crucified as the ultimate and final Passover lamb. After that happened, and he rose from the dead, we have the new covenant, it's in place. Every single sacrifice, That was sacrificed in the temple after the ultimate perfect Lamb of God was slain for the sins of the world. That was the spreadings, of the overspreadings of abomination that maketh desolate. That was the abomination of desolation. All of these sacrifices that were continuously done. Which is why in the beginning of Matthew 24, you know, Matthew 24 is an end times passage. We know this. However, the end times began in uh, the first century A.D. with Jesus Christ. The end times began when Jesus came. Now, the beginning of Matthew 24, uh, when he says... When you see the abomination of desolation as that was prophesied by Daniel the prophet, he's literally talking about the abomination of desolation that it was the every time another animal was sacrificed after the ultimate Lamb of God was sacrificed. But you see, John Darby taught that this passage was talking about the Antichrist and that the abomination of desolation is something that's going to happen in the future. And the reason that it has to happen in the future, because according to uh, dispensationalism, the 69 week of Daniel and the 70th week of Daniel were separated by 2,000 years. According to dispensationalism, the entire 70th week of Daniel is the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord, according to dispensationalists, is the 70th week of Daniel, But friends, the 70th week of Daniel was completely fulfilled by 70 AD, as we just saw by reading Daniel. And right now, I am going to... Now, that doesn't mean that the... And that's got nothing to do with preterism. Preterism takes it... uh, I'm saying that so you guys will not say, well... He's a preterist, or he's a partial preterist, or he's pushing preterism. No, I'm not. Uh, There will be a beast that's coming, an antichrist. The end times were prophesied, and when I say the end times, I'm talking about the tribulation. That time period is coming in the future, and the wrath of God will be poured out. The day of the Lord will take place at the end of the tribulation. Not the entire tribulation, but I'm going to uh stop my my rant, my tirade for just a uh, uh, few minutes here, and we are going to uh go and watch these uh or this uh video clip. It's uh not very long, it's uh I think like 20 minutes long or so. Um, and like I said, it's uh three. Video clips edited together into one. Give me just a
1: second, cut. The synagogue of Satan, the Antichrist spirit, and the true Israel of God. That is the message I have for you today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, In this message, I'm going to make it perfectly clear uh, who the true believers are, folks, what it means to be part of uh, the Israel of God, and uh, who is part of the synagogue of Satan and uh, thus has an Antichrist spirit. So uh, let's dig in now. I'm going to read from Revelation chapter 2. Verses 8 to 10, it says, Unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So we we have a a powerful passage of Scripture, uh, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Look at what it says here. It says, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. We're talking about Almighty God is uh, the one who was talking here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to Revelation chapter 1, Uh, You can see in verses 17 and uh, 18 that the first and the last, this is speaking of Jesus Christ. You uh, check out Revelation 1, look at verses uh, 8 and then verse 11. uh, You'll see that it all fits together that the first and the last, he's the Alpha and Omega, uh, and he is also the Almighty. So if he's speaking, folks, you need to pay attention, uh, and it makes it clear this is the same one that was dead and is alive. Obviously, talking about the, the same Jesus Christ who walked this earth, who was crucified, Buried, But then he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. So he's given some uh, uh, warnings here. And and the the one thing you can learn is that he is very well aware of everything that is going on, folks, uh, with with his people, including yourself, including me. So he he lets them know, look, I, I know the blasphemy of them, which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. So obviously, referring to a group of people who were pretending to be uh, disciples, but they were not. They were not true Jews. And this is what he's saying. And and he's letting uh, the true uh, Jews, uh, letting them know that you're going to be persecuted. Uh, The devil's going to cast some of you into prison, and you're going to have tribulation. Be faithful, even unto death, and I'm going to give you a crown of life. So uh, right there, it talks about uh, the believer, folks, this is speaking of endurance. I mean, we, you know, uh, we, we follow the Lord, and this is a, a, a statement from the Lord, be faithful even unto death. So uh, that would apply to all of us. We don't know what we're going to go through in the future, folks. There are Christians in many parts of the world that are suffering greatly uh, for the cause of Christ, for the cause of the true gospel. The Apostle Paul, he was one who was obviously converted. He was dead set against Christians. Uh, I said many times in, in the messages, uh, the Apostle Paul, he, he went after Christians. He was known as uh, the, the Hebrew Saul. Uh, we know the name Paul. That's his surname. So uh, obviously, he was dead set against Christians. He persecuted them. And if you look in uh, the book of Acts chapter 9, you can read about his conversion. So this is what uh, that same man Paul wrote in Romans two twenty eight and 29. He says, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew. Which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. So, if you ever want uh, a true definition of what it means to be a true Jew, it's it's found right here, and it was written by a Jewish man. Uh, And he's telling us it's a circumcision not in the flesh but it's in the heart, of, okay? We're not talking about the physical heart. We're talking about the, the inner the inner spirit of, of a man and, and of a woman. Uh, it's talking about the new birth, folks, and, and we'll get down. Uh, I'll be talking about that. So, so r- right off the bat, I want to make it clear to you folks that there are two groups of people in this world, and this is the way God sees it. You either know him or you don't. You have either been saved and regenerated, born again of the spirit, that circumcision in the heart, or you have not. So this is how we're going to deal with this message here uh, regarding the synagogue of uh, Satan. So uh, obviously the word synagogue, folks, you know, when we think of a synagogue, we're we're talking about like a meeting place, okay, where people meet. Uh, So when the synagogue of Satan is used uh, right here, uh, what the Lord is talking about, it's it's a spiritual synagogue. It's a synagogue that is made up of people who do not know the Lord, made up of people who are either pretenders, fakers, or whatever, but they're part of that unseen spiritual synagogue. Meeting place, okay? It's a synagogue of Satan, fools professors of Jesus Christ. Uh, I, as I've said many times, I'm a former Roman Catholic. I, you could say I was part of that synagogue. I didn't know the Lord, folks. I was in darkness, okay? I was in darkness thinking I knew Christ, but I did not. So when you see, as I've been doing messages lately, I spoke about the uh, present Pope Francis's trip to Iraq and how he came back from Iraq. And uh, what did he do? Uh, he pulled up to uh, a place where... Uh, There was an image of Mary, uh, St. Mary Major, I think was the name, and and he knelt before that image of Mary, bowed his head, and thanked her uh, for protecting him while he was in uh, Iraq. And, And he thanked her because before he left for Iraq, he asked her, to protect him. So obviously, folks, we're dealing with a person who does not know the Lord. This is a person who's part of this synagogue of Satan. I want you to know this folks. This is all it's all coming down to this folks. And and it's escalating. It doesn't only include the Roman Catholics, we're talking uh, the Watchtower Society, the people of the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Mormons, all messages that preach a counterfeit gospel who reject Christ, the true Christ, okay? You're born again of the Spirit, you know that Jesus Christ is God. Oh, yes, you do. And I can speak for myself. When I was born again, folks, that the reality of the deity of Christ was powerful. And that's what the Spirit of God does. He's the Spirit of truth. That's something he will reveal uh, to you. Here's another passage that was written by that same Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 to 15. For such a false apostle's deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So there are false apostles out there, deceitful workers. That they're gonna they're gonna make themselves look like they are apostles of Christ. And then he says, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light so don't be surprised folks that that people are going to be working for the devil under the disguise of being a christian that you remember the lord spoke about wolves and sheep's uh, clothing so uh this is something you got to be very careful with ladies and gentlemen uh you can see a lot of false teachings within a christian zionism movement uh and all of that stuff so you have to be aware folks uh regarding these things so Uh, Look at what Paul said in Galatians 1 and 10. He said, For for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So sometimes you have to speak out uh, against certain teachings, folks, and uh, and many people are offended. But we got to keep in mind that we are servants of the Lord. If you're going to be a servant of Christ, uh, sometimes you got to say things that don't please people, that don't please men. So here's another time the Lord uses uh, that term, the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3, verses seven to nine, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, He that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. So once again, we see the term being used by the Lord. And once again, we see he's talking about people who say they are Jews, but they're not, and that they're lying. So, uh, again, Soul Refuge, uh, today I'd like to talk to you on the topic of Christian Zionism is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, it's all about Jesus, folks. It's uh, what you do with him that's going to determine where you will spend eternity. So your eternal destiny is going to rest upon how you deal with the very gospel of jesus christ now keep in mind the jewish apostle paul he was a man who was formerly uh dead set opposed to the gospel he was a severe persecutor of christians consented unto the death of many of those christians now uh, that man got saved you read uh, the book of Acts, you will be able to find his story look in acts chapter 9 and read it for yourself i encourage you to do that and he wrote many of the books of the new testament and one of those books was the book of romans and here uh, romans chapter 1 verses Uh, 1 through 4, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore or before by his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So this man went on to be a great servant of Christ, uh, obviously converted, and uh, the very people that uh, Paul was persecuting, he became one with them. So now he's one of them, and he's preaching to his own people. Keep keep this in mind. Paul is preaching to his own Jewish people, and he's telling them, look, Jesus Christ is the way. This is the way you need to go. So um, it it lets us know here that he was called to be an apostle, and this gospel of God, ladies and gentlemen, it's It was promised before by the prophets. Keep this in mind. So, folks, I want to make it clear, very uh, uh, very clear in the beginning here, uh, the Jewish people need Jesus Christ as much as this man, Paul, needed him. So to, I want to make it clear there's no distinction here. There's no uh, futurism uh, that, that I'll be speaking. It's one gospel. No postponement for the Jewish people. One gospel. Whatever the Jew or the Gentile does with Jesus Christ, that will determine where they're going to spend eternity, whether it be heaven or whether it be hell. So the gospel, what is it about? It's concerning Jesus Christ. That's what it says. He was made of the seed of David, okay? According to the flesh, came out from the lineage of David. In other words, you could trace the lineage of Jesus Christ back through uh, David. That's David from the Old Testament. So uh, let me read to you from the book of Luke, chapter 24, 44 to 49 verses. Uh, I'll be speaking. And I want you to know that Uh, This is speaking of Christ after he rose from the dead. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So here's the Lord, folks. Keep this in mind. This is awesome. The Lord was butchered upon a cross. He was killed. And the prophets of the old covenant, you know, this was spoken this was prophesied if you look at uh, the prophet isaiah chapter 53 that whole chapter deals with the death of jesus christ folks and, and the death for our sins and keep in mind it was spoken approximately 700 years before it actually took place that's mind-blowing folks and that's that gives them more credibility to the scriptures to the bible being true than anything so here we have the lord standing now risen he's alive again okay and now he's trying to teach them. He's saying, look, this is what I told you, that, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, the prophet Psalms concerning me. So he's telling them, look, that Old Testament, the old covenant books, the prophets, they prophesied of me. It all has to do with me. Uh, so, so very important, folks, that this happened approximately 2,000 years ago. So during this past 2,000 years, folks, the Jewish people needed Christ as much as anybody, as any Gentile person. Not too distinct. Uh, Gospels. I want you to see that, folks. It's all about coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, You, whoever are listening, you are a sinner. You need to to recognize that you are a sinner, and your sin separates you from God. And it's one way to be saved, and it's through Christ. He paid the price for your sins. So that's what I uh, want you to see there. Uh, When he rose from the dead, what did he say? Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. I mentioned this in another message, but it's, it, it, it's worth repeating. Here the Lord's risen from the dead, the same one who was butchered on the cross. He gives them the word. He says, go into the world. Preach the gospel. Good news. Good tidings. Everybody. The believer, they are saved. Those who don't believe, that's the unbeliever. They shall be damned. Very clear. Once again, I, I, I stress to you, no no talk of a purgatory here, folks. You, you need to understand that. When you, when you die, when your breath leaves your body, all final resuscitation efforts are done with. You, you're going into eternity. You're going to either heaven or hell. Nobody's going to pray you out of a place called purgatory. You can go to a Catholic church and have a mass said for you. That's not getting you. <laughs> folks, you're either in heaven or hell. You need to know that. I want to make that very clear. So um, Now, the Jewish Apostle Paul, as I said, he was a persecutor. He was a tyrant, that man, uh, before he got saved and um, he got the consent of uh, his higher authorities when he was persecuting Christians. You can look in Acts 26, 9 to 11 verses, and you'll see that. And um, very important that you notice that his conversion, it was a powerful conversion. And now Paul got saved, and now he's preaching the very faith, which he once destroyed, Galatians 1.23. So what happened after that? Immediately, the Jewish people wanted to kill him. You see that? So he, he he's a Jewish man, and now his own people wanted to kill him. Why? because he he turned to jesus christ do you see that so the true believer ladies and gentlemen will always be hated will always be persecuted that's that's the god's honest truth remember john chapter 1 verse 11 how the lord came unto his own but his own received him not that's speaking of the jewish people a majority of them did not uh, receive him they wanted nothing to do with them listen to how the lord spoke to them he said this john chapter 5 verses 39 to 43 search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. So the Lord is dealing with his own people. He says, look, search your own uh, scriptures. Take out your Torah. Read the scriptures, okay? He says, they speak of me. They testify of me. Yet you will not come to me that you might have life. He's talking about everlasting life. So that's very interesting, folks. They had the scriptures. You know, you can have a Bible. But if you're not, if you not born again, if you, if your faith is not in the Lord Jesus Christ, that's just a book with a lot of words in it. You see, they had the scriptures, folks, up until that point. Obviously, they, they didn't have the New Testament printed in, in Bible form, but they had the scriptures, okay? But it did them no good because they refused to turn to Christ, the one that the Scriptures spoke about. So uh, it's not enough to have a Bible. You can have a Bible, you know. Uh, some people have a Bible, you know, their, their uh, dining room table might be a little unsteady. They they stick the, the Bible underneath the, the steady, steady the table or it sits on a coffee table in a corner. It's like it's a little idle, like it's going to protect the household. Folks, we need to get to know the, the God of the Bible, the God of the Scriptures, Jesus Christ, okay? So... Listen to this, 1 John chapter 5, verses 10 to 12. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. There it is, folks. Uh, this applies to both Jew and Gentile folks. You believe in Jesus Christ, you have everlasting life. But if you don't, you do not have life. It's very, very simple. Eternal life, ladies and gentlemen, is found in Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe that, what does it tell us? You make God out to be a liar. You see, there's no distinction here between Jew or Gentile. And what happened, you know, especially uh, when things came along like the Schofield uh, Study Bible, many people have been persuaded. You see, this is where uh, this whole teaching, this modern-day teaching of Israel. Listen to me. You can go to Israel, that's okay you know we 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 read about uh the, the things that took place in israel and uh but you need to know folks, Israel is filled with Jewish people who need Jesus Christ as much as any other person in the world, and you know that one scripture that is often used by the Zionist Christian Zionists, you know I will bless those who bless thee they have put such a uh a bondage upon people that if you if you don't bless israel now uh, you, you're you're under a curse, but you know folks, uh, I believe it's in Luke seven. 23 what did jesus say keep in mind that jesus christ is the son of god jesus christ is the one who created all things read john chapter one verses one to three all things were made by him and for him and without him was not anything made that was made think about that now and what did jesus say who was blessed according to jesus christ he said blessed are those who are not offended in him that's what he said keep that in mind so you are blessed if he doesn't offend you folks the majority of jewish people whether it be in israel or around the world they do not believe in Jesus Christ. They are offended by the very name, okay? So I'm going to take the word of God, folks, the one whom uh, God sent into the world, the Son of God. It's what you do with him. So so what, what, what happens is they take that Old Testament verse, uh, I will bless those who bless thee, and they put a bondage in. There's a lot of brainwashing that has been going on for many years, folks, but you need to listen to what the Lord says, okay? He lets us know we are blessed if we're not offended in him. And you can even look about uh, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 to 12, he, he lets us know who's blessed, the meek, Matthew 5, 5, the merciful, Matthew 5, 7, the peacemakers, Matthew 5, 9. So my Bible tells me that the Lord is going to prepare a place for me. For any believer, he says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Keep that in mind. He, he was going to the cross, ladies and gentlemen, and he's talking about a place that is not of this world. Okay, look in John chapter 14, and if I can read one through six, he's going to prepare a place, and it's not here, folks, it's not in the Middle East, okay? So keep that in mind. if you want to uh, be with the Lord, make sure you're right with the Lord. So he never told me, Jesus never told me that I need to bless a group of people who outright reject him as Lord. I mean that is insanity. So you have people who reject Jesus Christ who are being honored. In fact, they have regular meetings, honor. Night to honor Israel. We're going to bless these people. No, here's the deal. You need to preach the gospel to those people. That's what they need to hear. That's what Jesus would do. That's what his disciples would do. Preach the word to them like you preach to anybody else. That's what he told us to do. Go into all the world. In fact, he said, begin it right here at Jerusalem. So that's what needs to be done. All right? So you want to bless Israel? Give them the gospel like anybody else. John chapter 18, verses 35 to 37. Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priest have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done jesus answered my kingdom is not of this world if my kingdom were of this world then would my servants fight that i should not be delivered to the jews but now is my kingdom not from hence pilate therefore said unto him art thou a king then jesus answered thou sayest that i am a king to this end was i born and for this cause came i into the world that i should bear witness unto the truth everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice so then the lord this is before he was butchered and killed upon a cross He said, my kingdom is not of this world. Keep that in mind. Keep the words of the Lord in mind.
3: Hardline religious group, Matei Irgune Hamidash, or headquarters of the temple organizations, has a mission to rebuild a Jewish house of worship on Jerusalem's Temple Mount. Currently home to Al-Aqsa Mosque, Islam's third holiest site, the location has been long contested between the two religions. The Jewish group however maintains that the location is key for fulfilling biblical prophecies.
0: It is a new start of the redemption. And we hope that next year or even before will be we will be on the temple mount. The law will come from here. All the 70 nations, they will have a seat in the court and the law will be the law of the Bible.
3: On a rainy day before Passover, the organization gathers on a rooftop in the old city to carry out a controversial practice, ritual sacrifice. Under the watch of high security, the sheep is brought to a secluded area. Religious followers continue to make final preparations.
0: We're on another milestone in the process of the return of the Jewish people to their homeland.
3: Young men playing the role of priests dress in biblical-looking clothes. It's now time to begin. Everyone gathers to pray as the priests reenact ancient traditions from the Bible. The event that takes place here is not an event in itself. It's a practice. It's a training. And uh, people are coming here to learn, to understand. Out of the eye of the public, the sheep is slaughtered. Its blood is brought out for ritual use.
0: And maybe this year in four days later, the representative of the groups of the Israelites will come with their lamb to the yards of their temple. We build a kosher altar and start all the ritual of uh, pesach lambs.
3: To complete the sacrifice, the lamb is skinned and displayed for the group. The body is cooked to be eaten later that night.
2: guys if you uh, saw what just took place in that sacrifice what what they were doing was preparing for when the third temple that they're preparing to build will be built they're they're literally practicing and it' It's not, they can say that it's not the actual ritual, but they're literally sacrificing the, the lamb and performing the entire ritual for the day when they can reinstitute the sacrificial system. But here's the thing. I just told you all before we started watching the videos what the book of Daniel says about the abomination of desolations. What Jesus Christ meant about the abomination of desolations. Every time a, a animal was sacrificed after Jesus Christ died on the cross as the Lamb of God... It was an abomination, and that abomination is still taking place today by those that Jesus called the synagogue of Satan, and friends, the reason why I named part two of this teaching the revenge of the synagogue of Satan, the end times revenge of the synagogue of Satan, is because even though the Jewish people are not inherently any more wicked than any other race of people, they are not, you know, more wicked than Uh, Americans, or more wicked than uh, Indians, or more wicked than any other race of people. The problem is that there is a curse that was put on them for rejecting and crucifying the Son of God. That is scripture. Jesus said, that upon them would be all of the blood of the prophets. And not only that, he said it would be better for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than it would be for them. Now, the scriptures also say that blindness in part has come to the Jewish people. Now, that did not mean that the Jewish people could not be saved. That just means simply this, that in the New Covenant, first of all, the gospel was preached to the Jew first and then the Gentile. The majority of the Jews rejected Jesus Christ and rejected his marriage covenant. And because of that, that curse was put upon them. Well, as I said before, and I will continue to keep hammering upon until people understand it. In the new covenant, the nation or the kingdom of Israel changed and it is a spiritual kingdom the israel of god therefore if you're not in the israel of god you're a part of the kingdom of the world so jesus says in revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 that and paul says not all who are who say they are jews are Jews, um, and I'm paraphrasing, Uh, but my point is that if you are not in the Israel of God, that you are outside of Israel. Who are those outside of Israel? The Gentiles. So it's not those who are true believers in a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. The people who are in a love-faith relationship, a true marriage covenant with God through Jesus Christ, that is Jews. That is Israel. It's that simple. Everybody else are Gentiles. And even though that is not the way that it's thought of in the church today, in the church today, people would say, "You and I are the Gentiles, and the Jews live over in the Middle East, or in New York, or wherever in in America." The the uh, flesh and blood Jewish people from the de, the descendants of Abraham. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says that if you are in Christ Jesus. Then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The book of Romans tells us that the branches, the natural branches that rejected Jesus Christ in Romans 11, it tells us that the natural branches were broken off and the wild branches were grafted in. So if we are grafted into Israel, guess what? We're Israelites. I'm an Israelite. You're an, If you are in Jesus Christ, you're an Israelite. If you're not in Jesus Christ, if you are not married to the, if you're not married to God through uh, the blood covenant uh, of Jesus Christ, the covenant written in the blood of the Lamb then guess what? You are not a Jew. You can call yourself that all you would like. And you can say that your lineage traces back to Abraham. But that means nothing in the eyes of God, who the Bible says is not a respecter of persons. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the way The truth and the life and no man, not no Gentile, no man comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. There are not two plans of salvation as dispensationalism and Christian Zionism teach. There is one plan of salvation. There has always been one plan of salvation. Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Every bit of the things that happened in the Old Testament, all of the law and the prophets, we are taught in the New Testament that they were a shadow of, of things to come. They were all a shadow of Jesus Christ. Every bit of it pointed to Jesus Christ. And more than that, Paul, there's this passage in... Oh man, I wish I... because this just came to me. I didn't have this written down for the program, but there's a passage of Scripture Matthew you may can help me out on this where uh, Paul says and I'm paraphrasing uh, how how will they hear if there's no one to preach and how will they preach if no one goes and it sounds like he's you know saying to go and evangelize that's what it sounds like he's building up to but then, at the, the end of the passage he says, but they do know and they have seen. And then he quotes from Psalms. Psalms chapter, I want to say it's chapter one ten. But regardless, it's it's the psalm that says that the heavens declare his majesty and uh, I can't remember the rest of it, but regardless, it's saying that the heavens and the earth, all of the, the creation of God shows that there is a God. Now, Paul is not saying that um, the gospel can be known through seeing the majesty of the heavens and uh, the the splendor of the creation, but what he is saying is the same thing that uh, is is being said in when it says that all of the Old Testament law and prophets points to Christ, because what Paul was actually referring to when he goes back to Psalms one ten is he's really talking about. The star of Bethlehem that led. There you go. There you go. That's exactly. Um, that's exactly what I was talking about. The the Romans, the the passage in Romans. But what he's actually pointing back to is the star of Bethlehem that led the wise men to. The uh, where Jesus was being born to see the, the king of the Jews that was being born that's what Paul is pointing back to here and that's just another passage of Scripture that shows that every bit of the law and the prophets and all of the Bible the entire Scripture points to Jesus Christ he is the only way of salvation for Every man, woman, and child, regardless of your ethnicity. And I'm going to tell you something else. I was talking earlier about Daniel chapter 9. I read Daniel 9. And we were talking about the destruction of the temple in 70 AD and how uh, that judgment that was pronounced by God... Uh, was part of what was being prophesied in, in Daniel 9. Well, what an, another part of that judgment that God did there was when the Romans came and they destroyed the temple, they didn't just destroy the temple, they literally destroyed all of the historical documents and all of the genealogies of the Jewish people. Josephus talks about the way that the Romans destroyed all of the lineages so that, and this was God's doing, so that nobody can trace their lineage back to Abraham. Nobody can trace their lineage back to Levi for the Levitical priesthood because there is no Levitical priesthood anymore and there never will be again. Not a legitimate one. And because nobody, even unto this day, nobody can uh, go back and show that they're from this tribe or that tribe. And it was mainly so to do away with any claim to the Levitical priesthood, but also so that nobody could say, well, I'm from the tribe of Judah. Nobody can trace their lineage back to david the tribe of judah which is the the tribe that the messiah was to come from so that's another part of that judgment and that covenant that shows that israel completely changed from a physical kingdom to a spiritual kingdom in the new covenant and the only way to be a Jew, just as the scripture says, that has been quoted and shown tonight, that it's not, you are not a Jew who is a Jew outwardly or of the flesh, but he who is a Jew inwardly, that circumcision of the heart, the Old I mean, the new covenant that was prophesied in Jeremiah, God said that He will put His laws in our minds and write them on our hearts, those who are a part of the new covenant, those who are a part of the Israel of God. I don't know about you guys watching, listening, but I am a Jew. I am an Israelite. I am a part of the Israel of God, the only Israel that there is. Friends, the the guy who was talking in the video just a few minutes ago was, at the uh, very end of it or close to the end, he was talking about the way that uh, Christian Zionists and dispensationalists they ha- for two hundred years they have used the scripture. In the Old Testament, that uh, if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. If you curse Israel, you'll be cursed. But what he didn't say is that that is not a scripture to Israel. That was a promise that was made to Abraham. And friends, guess what? Abraham was not a Jew. Abraham was not an Israelite. Abraham Was a Gentile. The promise was made to a Gentile. And it was through his seed. And the Bible says not unto seeds plural. But unto the seed which is Christ. Now. I hope that through part one of this program. From last week. And part two this week. That you guys have, if nothing else, if you don't come away with nothing else, please come away with this one thing, that there is only one way of salvation, that is through Jesus Christ, and every other doctrine of man that says anything otherwise is a lie and device of Satan to infiltrate the Israel of God and have the revenge of the synagogue of Satan in the end times because he, Satan, that's whose synagogue this is, and like the the gentleman said in the video. A synagogue is a spiritual a, a place of spiritual gathering. And it's all pointing to and will eventually lead to the one world religion of the worship of the beast and the dragon, period. The synagogue of Satan will have its ultimate final culmination... In the one world religion of the Antichrist, of Satan. And that is what everything other than the original faith, as taught by the apostles, as written in the New Testament, taught by the apostles and the Anti Church, the two kingdoms, The kingdom of God. That true Christianity. A true believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Someone who is in a covenant love-faith relationship with him. Who is in this marriage covenant with Jesus Christ. Only those who are in the Israel of God, will not take the mark of the beast in the end times. It's only those who will not worship the dragon, worship the beast. Everyone else who is a part of this false Christianity and these false religions, whether they be Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, This final one world religion is going to bring all, it's going to do away with all of these religions and culminate into the one final worship of the Antichrist and the beast. That is where all of this is leading to. When the Bible talks about the two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world, that will have its culmination in the end times, in the tribulation. You will literally be. there. Nowadays, people can try to walk the fence. People can try to have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. But friends, there is coming a day and there is coming a day very soon when there will be no walking the fence. There will be no... Halfway in the world and halfway in the kingdom of God. You're either going to be for God or for the beast. You're either going to be for God or against God. You're either going to be in Jesus Christ completely. 100%. Sold out so much that you are ready to give up your life. The Bible says... They love not their lives unto the death. Friends, how many, honestly, this is the last question I'm going to ask before we end tonight. How many Christians do you know, honestly, they may go to church every time the doors are open. But you see them acting like the world. Monday through Saturday, or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it's only Wednesday and Sunday that they want to go to church because they believe that church is somewhere you go, not something you're a part of, not something you are. How many of those people do you honestly believe are going to be willing to give up their lives? Not many. The reason for that is very simple. It's the revenge of the synagogue of Satan. The synagogue of Satan has used dispensationalism, the pre-trib rapture belief that comes from dispensationalism, Christian Zionism and this promotion of the the, pol- uh, the geopolitical s- state and nation of Israel to infiltrate the church and make the followers of Christ believe that they're not going to have to lay down their life for the cause in the name of Christ because they're going to catch the rapture bus out of here. That's what the dispensational lie has done. It's made the church complacent. The same way that Constantine and the Romans made the anti church complacent. By joining the kingdom of God with the kingdom of this world. It's just a continuation that will have its culmination in the final one world religion. Don't be caught up in this lie. Don't be caught up in the devil's devices. If you are a part of a church that is teaching this lie, this promotion of the nation state of Israel, this Christian Zionism, this dispensational lie that there is two plans for salvation that The physical nation of Israel will be saved just because they are the physical nation of Israel. If you are a part of a church that teaches any of these things, run for your eternal life. Please. Get yourself and your family out of there. Guys, I love you. That is all I have for you tonight. Uh, So, until next time, I am the Remnant Warrior for Kingdom Productions and the Next Chapter Radio Network saying goodnight and grace and peace.